<laughs> oh my god, I just cleared my throat. Keep going. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in. I'm literally gonna keep that in. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the shit show that is about to occur. <laughs> I'm so excited to announce episode, I want to say this is 37 of today's best, my friends, my loves. I have on, I'm super excited, one of my bestest besties ever, (laughs) Carl McDonald from UMass. And I do want to just say, I always love to kind of like gas up my guests before, you know, they have a chance to really say anything or even know what I'm going to say. But I just got to tell you guys, first off, if you know me, you know Carl. And I'm sure that those who haven't like met him personally are so excited to like hear this episode and just like get to really know him because he's incredible. And I still remember like, I can't even look at it like what I'm talking about this because I'm just going to like laugh. But we've been friends. He was a nurse at UMass. We met our freshman year and like immediately clicked and because he is just like if you guys think that I'm like a positive like if I'm a positive spirit you just (laughs) you have not you don't know Carl because Carl will be nice to a freaking brick wall like (laughs) he just he just compliments like he's just like a shining star and the best thing about him is that like he comes from a really tough upbringing that you know, he, I talk about perspective all the time here. I talk about like controlling your reactions and who you are, despite what you've been through and the things that you can't control in life. And Carl is like the most beautiful example of this, that like anything that happens in life and what you go through, like you can always be a nice person. You can always be a nice person. You can always just like spread love. And I'll, I I just, he, I am so incredibly lucky to call him a best friend he not only is he just so so positive but you know he's somebody that I trust for honest advice he tells me what I need to hear when I need to hear it he only wants the best for the people that he loves and so without further ado my my bestie Carlo will you say hello Meg you got me crying in the club like straight up I have tears oh my gosh my Pisces ass can't handle this (laughs) hey every girl's gaze and days it's me Carl I'm so excited to be here I'm honored I'm humbled (laughs) Meg and I are wearing our Amherst Massachusetts sweaters we are we both just happen to be wearing repping UMass today so we can see each other but um oh and then at the beginning there that was so funny I I you know whenever I get to go on here we're on zoom right now and I'm recording a zoom so I kind of gave him my spiel before I hit record and I'm like all right we're gonna go I hit record and as I hit record he's like <clears throat> it sounded like I was swallowing some gum <laughs> and my first I'm like oh it's fine we'll cut it out and I'm like nah we're not gonna cut it out um, gonna it. today is gonna be this is gonna be really fun you guys we <laughs> I was just telling Carl I was like Carl honestly dude we need to like we should just have our own podcast and I told him I was like we'll call it a gay and a basic white bitch <laughs> <laughs> no like that's all we need <laughs> that's all we need me and Carl like we just we bond over like just deep shit. We love, you know, we love quotes, all the stuff that like I love to talk about, he loves as much. And the dumbest shit too. Like, and the dumb, dumb silly shit. That's what we're saying. Like we just laugh and we have a good time. We get in our feels. So we're about to bring you guys through it all today. So let's get started. I, you guys are probably like, what are we going to talk about? Um, I want what I kind of touched upon in our intro. Carl, one of the things that I admire, can you guys see that? 
Yeah, it's me revving my engine. Big dick over there, let me tell you. It's me. So, he asked me before he's like does this have to be pg and i was like uh, preferably not um okay good i hope your mom doesn't listen i love her oh she listens every week it's okay oh, she, God, she's gonna judge me i love that woman i know you do she loves you too <laughs> so i what one of the things that i touched upon with in the intro that and i've been wanting to do an episode speaking of mothers i've been wanting to do an episode about difficult relationships with parents and Carl has just a really interesting story growing up and what he's been through with his parents. So Carl, do you want to tell us, I'm, that's kind of like, well, I'm going to kind of keep it brief with that, but basically I want this episode to kind of, I want you to go about a little bit about your upbringing, kind of start with that and tell us. Oh my gosh, of course. Uh, so this is, before I kind of dive into it, this is kind of one of those topics that I have always kind of kept to myself. I don't really like to share with a lot of people because it is such a vulnerable side of me. So I'm happy to, you know, bring this to light to show Mm -hmm. people that everybody has their things that they struggle with on the daily and everybody Mm -hmm. has those difficult relationships that kind of bring them down. But it's up to you at the end of the day to find people to help raise you up. And family, I'd like to preface with this, especially family is not just by blood. And that has been kind of something that has helped me ebb and flow on this journey through life. So I just got chills. I love that. Growing up, growing up, it was definitely difficult in terms of with my parents, you know, my, my parents met at an AA, they struggled with substance use disorder. My mom was addicted to heroin and my dad had an alcohol problem. And so when I was born, it was they were on the mend with their substance use disorder but essentially my dad started abusing my mom and I was like um in this upbringing of just abuse physical Mm -hmm. emotional mental just always abuse and my dad definitely struggled with some aggressive behaviors and he didn't relapse but my mom ended up relapsing quite a bit um from let me start rewind a little bit back. She um, ended up having, she was a PCA. She was trying to go to become a nurse. And she was lifting up. Yeah. She was trying to lift up a heavy patient and turn them. So this is kind of, I always like preface this. Well, I try to at least to all of nursing school, like my friends, like never try to do something because you think you can like always ask for help. It's not worth it. So my mom was trying to lift a heavy patient and she ended up blowing out five discs in her back and she got surgery and then she got MRSA staph infection. And if you don't know, this is like very serious. So she ended up being on benzos and heavy drugs. So this sparked a relapse and it was definitely difficult because I was like in like third grade and she was confined to her bedroom she became very depressed. She tried to commit suicide. Was your dad um, still in, in the house at this point? So at this point, my dad was cheating on my mom mm-hmm. and he was like at a different house. <laughs> like a lot of the time we never knew where he was. So it was just me like trying to help my mom. The best I knew how was like a third grader, you know? Yeah. Do you remember knowing, up... sorry, I'm, I'm just going to, no, 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 I'm going to ask going. questions as I have yeah. them because I feel like other if I have them other people might wonder as well yeah you feel like as a third grader you 
you had an idea? Like maybe, maybe you thought you knew what was going on then, but do you feel like looking back on it now, you didn't fully understand or did you feel like you had a good idea of things? Yeah, I think looking back on it now, like, so this is, I really love studying child psych just because this kind of jumped out to me, like the modeling behavior Mm -hmm. and how I was seeing my dad be so mean to my mom. So in return, I guess I had these mean behaviors toward her. And I think that's something that I resent. And Mm -hmm. like, I still struggle with her because she, I will continue on like Mm -hmm. after but she ended up getting diagnosed with schizophrenia so and she is struggling with still her depression her anxiety she's disabled from that traumatic surgery so like I still struggle with being very mean to her and Mm -hmm. I I don't like being mean to anyone like we talked about that right I just don't think it's efficient to harbor this negative energy in this lifetime so Mm -hmm. having that is just so difficult but yeah um, where was I telling you? About so that? third grade, your mom's pretty yeah, much bed bound. Like third and fourth. Third and fourth. Like all, all then. And then my dad ended up getting um, colorectal cancer, stage three. It was like on the border of stage three, stage four. So he ended up getting a permanent colostomy bag. And this was actually right after he had a heart attack. So it was just like, Jesus. so we were in and out of a hospital like all the time. Um, <sighs> And though really, and I cannot thank whatever higher being, Jesus, Allah, anyone up there, like theater was my scapegoat. Like I met all of- Wait, say that again. Can you hear me? Yeah, I just think that the word didn't come up. So what was your scapegoat? Theater. Theater, Theater. yep. Yeah, so I started that when I was in second grade and I did it all throughout high school. Like I made my closest, closest friends. They're my family. I live yeah. with two of my best friends now in New York city who I met through mm-hmm. theater, like when I was in fourth grade. Unreal. And it's just, it's so incredible to see the arts help people in their worst. Like if it wasn't for that, I truly don't know where it would be. Do you think that, and I've wondered this with theater, do you think that, part of what had like allowed theater to be such a safe place for you and to find this like love and growth. Do you think it's because of how theater, like you get to almost be someone else so you could almost escape your life kind of thing? Yeah, it's, it's definitely the escapism. And like, I knew this was going to come up too, but like being gay was yeah. something that I knew very early on and it was growing up in this, very homophobic households Mm -hmm. it was not something that I liked about myself and I still struggle with that internalized homophobia as I know a lot of people do in the LGBTQIA community but um Bonnie and John Ryerson I have to give them a shout out they were just like they were heads of Hyde Piper Youth Theater and they were there for me through my toughest times they allowed me to be me freely and they loved me they were my family they That's are my so family beautiful. forever. So yeah, they taught me so many great life lessons that I carry with me through my toughest time. So And I think that this really is something grateful. that like I feel with fitness and why I love like sharing it because when you find something that like allows you to kind of be your escape from everything else and like I try to tell people, you know whatever there's something out there that like will make you 
come alive and will heal you in ways that like mm-hmm. you, you can't always do on your own. But when you find a passion like that, it's just super special. It's true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. So continue on a little bit, like what kind of, and talk and share a little bit about TIFF too. Good idea. Wait, I have to burp. Give me one second. <laughs> Hold on. See, we can laugh. Okay. Okay. So TIFF, my sister, she is our angel. Years, our, an angel sent from the higher powers too. <laughs> she is 15 years older than me. And when I was in seventh grade and things started really going downhill with my dad being like, you're not doing theater. You're like, why didn't he want you doing theater? Because he didn't want me to be gay. Wow. So So you think he started to have an idea? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But your mom, I know has kind of more been in like, Oh, like denial or like, didn't know so much. I think she knew it was just like, my mom was so like in her own world after everything that she went through that it was kind of one of those things where she didn't really like have time to even think about me growing up like she still considers me like the way she talks to me she still considers as if I'm like a six-year-old seven-year-old that's crazy because it's almost like that's a that's how old you were when she stopped being a mom almost so it's like she's stuck in that true but so Tiffany took me in and her now husband Rich they've been together since I was in kindergarten they let me live with them in seventh grade. So from seventh grade all the way till like yeah. now, <laughs> I mean, I moved to the city and I'm on my own now, which is nice, but they let me live in their home. Yeah. I slept on the couch literally from seventh to freshman year of college in their home. Wow. And then they finally got their own home. So which I just beautiful in there, which is so nice. <laughs> it's so nice to like go home and sleep there. But they truly a house over my head they had food on the table tiffany does delectable five course meals like she's no other chef like an icon an icon and she's so inspiring like her story too is just so incredible like coming from nothing and then rising up and not only being a great sister but being a mother you know like i needed her through those through those pivotal years of my life mm-hmm. so. and tiff is not from she has a different um father right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah wow i i hadn't even really thought i like i love tiff and i just like i forget sometimes that she's 15 years older than us. i know <laughs> i feel where i was like my older age. sister <laughs> she'll love to hear that yeah i know she will okay so a little bit more like when you started getting kind of into adolescence and high school and when was it that your dad really like kind of like was on the back burner for some time? Okay. First and foremost with those adolescence years, Mm -hmm. do not go to my Facebook because those photos are so fucking hideous. I just looked at them a few days ago. (laughs) I was like scrolling with my roommates and we were like looking back. My braces, why did I make them yellow and green? It looked like I like, oh just, God. it looked like I just chomped stressed asshole. Like it was so bad. Anyway. People with um, color, like why? <laughs> like not why? even just yellow yellow and green, but like why were colored braces like ever a thing? Like, no, they shouldn't have been. No, they, I mean, I guess like way. silver is like kind of ugly, but like maybe one color, the double, when people did the double, double colors. That was crazy. <laughs> I was the double bitch. Don't forget it. Like, of course. Yellow and green of course 
Oh well, it, it's so funny. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was like, he mentioned something. We unhinged. Yeah, it's so. Oh, he was talking about his braces on him. No, no, it was. I've gone on two dates with him now, and so oh, we, okay. yeah, we were we were. Oh, texting. this is the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's actually going well. We have another date planned. Oh my but god, different story. Wait, was um, this the guy you send me photos of? Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I, no, no, it's fine. I I think so. Oh, actually, I might not have told you about this one yet because I didn't really tell. You're shady. I've, no, no, it is because, oh my gosh, guys, wait, I have to share this. Okay, quick, quick uh, digression here. Um, so Carl, okay, I want to say that I helped Carl and you can tell him Carl if I'm wrong, but I feel like I helped encourage him to start up Hinge Dates again. And like- You did, you did, okay. I went on one. Yeah. yeah. And going. we've, we've always been very supportive. I was like, you know what? You got it. Like you just got to go give it your all. And now he, he's been like doing great with that, like putting himself out there. And then recently I was, I had a, I talked to them after work one night and I was just, you know, it's just been, it's been a lot here the last month. And honestly, just dialing back into things since my friend Cobb went home after his accident and just still processing that and whatnot. And Carl was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like, your life is going to go on here. Like I like go. And I mentioned something about dating. And I think I said, I was like, oh, I haven't done, I've been doing it in a while. And he was like, Meg, like you have one week. I want you to schedule a date and you have to tell me, like, I'm going to hold you to it. And I was like, all right, fine. So actually that night I went on hinge and I was like, I had a bunch of old matches cause I hadn't been on in forever. And I decided, you know what? I literally just like all the old matches that I hadn't like said anything responded to yet. I literally chatted them all and I just go drinks tonight question mark period and <laughs> so I had some responses and I got like dates lined up when I went on one that night that was like a eh, like not that great and then that's I told you about that one but then I went on one the next night and mm. these are like you know outdoor like drink dates and stuff I feel safe I just live with Hana it's me I'm just talking like for those who might like I understand with COVID, everybody, you know what, do mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. you do. Hannah and I just lived together. We both already had COVID. So at this point, like, I feel comfortable going on dates with people. Um, and this, so the second date that I went on the next night, um, honestly, was the best first date that I've had. And I was like, oh my God, okay. Like, usually I've scheduled some second dates, but I've never actually gone on them. I always bail on them because I'm never feeling it. And I didn't know if it was just me being hard on myself, but after this first date, I was like, oh my God, this is what a first date's supposed to feel like. Okay, like now I know. So second date went great as well. And third date is coming up this week. So I've never been on, I've never, I've never been on a third date from a dating app. So I'm excited. Oh my God. But you made this happen, like legit. Wait, Meg, stop. Because we, so Meg and I haven't talked in a few days because yeah. she's been working and I've been fun employed for this past week. Just- <laughs> So you guys get to hear our catch up right now. (laughs) So, um, Meg, that same night, I slid into this guy who I was talking to a little bit previously and we went on a date this week and it went so well. And he asked to go on the second date with me, which... Stop. So we're going on Monday. (laughs) You're going Monday? Okay, I'm going to text you. I hope it goes well. Yeah, I I hope hope it goes goes well. What are you doing? I think it will. It was like the best first date I've been on. That's what I mean. Isn't that like, honestly... I'm scared. (laughs) no but it's like it's like a good giddy you know and I Mm -hmm. you know what I I said to I said to Haley I was like I told her about it and I was like you know what dude honestly 
it doesn't matter where this one goes. Like maybe after a few more dates, I'll be like, mm, you know what? He's a cool guy, but not for me. Or maybe he'll think that about me. I don't know. But no matter what, now I know that a good first date is possible. And I know how I should feel on a date. Like yeah. I hadn't, I was like, that is what's most important here. Like, cause before I hadn't had that. And I was going on all these dates that I like, wasn't vibing with the people, but I was like, ugh, like first dates are, you know, are supposed to be kind of like this. I just have to like, kind of grow like grind through it. But no, now I know like, okay, I, there are people like this out there that like, I will have good first dates with and like, I'll know what kind of more to look for from now on. Well, I think that's so important to take away. And I know I talked to you about this, but I think everybody needs to hear this. We are at our peak right now. I know we're going through a global panty, but you still got to put yourself out there, whether it's like, I've done so many dates, like from a distance, this pandemic with a mask on, just walking around. Like it doesn't have to be like you're making out with the person, but like we look fucking sexy. We're literally, our bodies in our twenties are never going to be better than this. Our asses are so fat. Like we need to (laughs) strut that shit. You know what I mean? It's, Life is too short to not. A fucking man. That's what I What? We're going to get to the casket and be like, okay, my ass is done. I can't even go on that date. I'm all saggy and I didn't even fucking rock it in my 20s. I didn't even rock that shit. Yeah, no, it's time. It's time. I love it. Okay, that was an amazing little dating segment. I love it. (laughs) I don't even know what we were talking about. With us, like, uh, no, this is exactly what I wanted. Like, I just, I knew that today was going to be an amazing episode. I'm like, we're going to go off about everything. wait can i just quickly oh, yeah. share this um yeah. meg and i would always be the last ones to take med dosaging exams in nursing school and there was one specific memory of us junior year and we could not get it like all our friends were done no dude that was senior year <laughs> <laughs> that was a senior year like we were nurses like we were really in it and like we couldn't get these fucking med dosage exams oh my god it would be me and carl so to preface basically we had to take a pre-exam before our med dosage exam and it was like you had to get a hundred on your pre-exam because you could literally use your notes and shit like it was open you just had to do it on your laptop and get like a (laughs) hundred so that you could then show you're ready to take the actual med dosage exam and it's just like math it's honestly just math but like you know the units are all kind of crazy and confusing basically like all our friends you know it takes like a couple tries so maybe a little over an hour because you'll usually get like one wrong two wrong it's like 20 questions yeah now carl and i spent like four hours (laughs) well to be fair our friends are really fucking smart yeah really smart (laughs) but we kept getting 95s it's not like we were getting like 70s no it'd be like we'd fix one and and sometimes they'd be like stupid errors but then you have to do the whole thing over whole thing but like it it, we were no carl and i were the stereotype typical like of our friends (laughs) of our friends we were like the ones like skating by (laughs) but we had each other's backs we'd be like we text each other and be like i know no one else is wondering this question but do you know this I'm like, can you help me? Can you help? We're good nurses. We are. We are very good nurses. Okay, so back to our our main storyline. You were talking about how the adolescent. Oh, we were talking about the adolescent years. A little Mm -hmm. bit more. I want to hear, kind of like, as you, your dad didn't want you doing theater, and like Mm -hmm. your mom still kind of being out of it. How did that affect your life in middle school and high school? Oh gosh. Um, 
And at this point, you're living with Tiff. At this point, I was living with Tiff, but- So how often like do you said, see your parents? Like, hardly ever. Okay. I, it was kind of one of those things where out of sight, out of mind was better. I was going to say, it must have almost been a blessing, yeah. Yeah, still to this day, Tiff will be like, hey, Carl, can we go see mom? Like, I need to get her nails done. I'm like, no, like, you yeah. can. I'm not, like, it's still bad yeah. in that sense that, but I mean, Tiff, if anybody gets it, Tiff gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, so we're working on that with Lisa. Oh my yeah. gosh, should I name drop? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're working on that with her. <laughs> and then for my dad, it was kind of one of those things where we started off like every weekend I would see him. Mm-hmm. But then it was kind of him blaming me for, this is out of this world, but him blaming me for like, what he went through with cancer but I was in seventh grade like what was I supposed to do to help him he's like you're going to all your friends sleepovers you're doing theater you can't oh my god I'm like I don't even have a I don't I'm 13 like what what that's crazy that was kind of just clearly he had his own mental illness that yeah yeah and he's still struggling like he I haven't talked to him since like freshman year mm-hmm. of college and then mm-hmm. a few weeks ago he like called me up with he needed triple bypass and he was like Carl here's all my passwords to every single thing in case I don't make it and I'm like what the fuck like I haven't talked oh to you in actually God. three years and you're calling me like telling me your life savings Jesus. oh my gosh so that had me in a whole frenzy yeah. but so guys I didn't know I didn't even know this yet because when I told Carl like a couple of weeks ago I was like I want to talk about growing up and your parents he said he was like that's actually perfect because I I kind of have some recent oh stuff gosh. with with his dad that he wanted to get into so I didn't even know that and just to even preface more I like it's it is interesting for me to even hear this whole story like of you growing up and and I didn't even to be honest like with you saying that because as Carl mentioned, he didn't talk to his dad for college most. So like we would chat about his mom and stuff, but I just <laughs> knew he didn't really, <laughs> we liked to yeah, joke. Yeah, we would. We would chat about, <laughs> about it. Oh so, gosh. but I, you know, his dad didn't, it, he came up on the occasion if he like reached out mm. to Carl on that rare moment. But I kind of, I didn't realize that he was as, not to say that he was involved because clearly like he wasn't, but I, I honestly had thought that he was, gone for more of your um adolescence and growing up so it's interesting for me to hear that you know he kind of was around more and that you did see him kind of every weekend or so and that you know that kind of abuse and struggling relationship really did continue up until college for some time yeah and I think college was the best getaway for me oh my gosh it was a blessing like Mm -hmm. and and to preface if some of you who really know me, I struggled so much in college in the beginning with the adjustment. Mm-hmm. And I think it was kind of coming from this place of insecurity, this yeah. place of not having a place that I felt comfortable really mm-hmm. like in this world. Cause yeah. I was just bouncing back and forth from sleepovers with friends who my friends, family is like, thank God for them. Mm-hmm. Like having food on the table for me, like going home, Tiff was working all the time because she's trying to support me so it was just like going to college was the first kind of really being on my own and I grew beyond belief I love that place as you know go UMass forever in my blood Mm -hmm. but that really was another it was theater and then UMass that 
kept me going. Transformative. Like, all of this. Yes. Yes. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I, like, I think back to, <laughs> like, if we could have our freshman selves sitting next to us right now, little Megal and little Carlo, like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. I would not want to look at that free. <laughs> I, had, I had this one zits on my I remember it was right there. Stop. Don't even point to it. <laughs> it's gone away since. You know what the the trick is what? it's moisturizing and to all of my faves out there yeah. use a little more moisturizer mm. shit it heals I started using ordinary this is not even a plug for them yeah. but I started using ordinary at, um I use the niacin Ooh. and then I also use vitamin c moisturizer Let's and go. Okay. I don't think it's actually moisturizer it's the vitamin c but you know it, what like, I, helps the whole face you know what I've used and this is a shout out to Erica and Jill who showed me this when I was in Aspen I'm actually going back to visit Jill this weekend which I'm super excited Ooh, for Jill. I know <laughs> but I you guys kiss. oh oh me too yeah we're gonna have a great time <laughs> but um she showed me instead of like if you want to I you know, just with between work and not really going out, I don't wear makeup. I don't have really a reason yeah, to, but to keep my lashes looking nice, you curl them and then put Vaseline, petroleum jelly. You coat them like you would, like I literally put it on my fingertips and like roll my eyelashes over them. And I swear to God, one, they have grown fuller and longer. And Shut two, up. they do look great. I thought you were wearing mascara. Thank you. No. Yeah. And like, and two, they just like it does. It lo- makes it look kind of like you have mascara or something on. Um, but yeah, that's a little that's a little tip, a little makeup tip, <laughs> a little gal and gay tip. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so uh, when let's see, what else can we kind of dig in? How else can I? Wait, like, that's so funny. You- we just skipped over that. We always do. Yeah, baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Baby. <laughs> I know you guys hear me say that. That is literally me and Carl. Like, okay, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm keep going. So other stuff that we can kind of dig into. See, guys, this is what I mean in terms of like, we just bounce back and forth. And no, we like, do. It's <laughs> like, you can't even keep up. Don't you even can't try. keep up. So I want to, I want you to talk about, because we have like two things here that I, that I haven't had anyone on to really be able to share about, which is difficult upbringing with parents. And then two, being gay and having that whole Mm -hmm. aspect of your life. And like, you never really had, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you never had like a big, like going out announcement or anything like that. And I like, I don't think that you've ever felt a need to, you just, you've just been you and done lived you I mean the same way that people are straight don't need to announce that they're straight like but I want to talk a little bit about that oh my gosh yeah uh so like I said being gay was not something that I really enjoyed yeah. about my upbringing it wasn't something I took pride in until as of recently because and you said you knew when you were little oh my gosh yeah like really yeah. little like kindergarten crazy <laughs> like yeah, yeah so kind of one of those things that I always try to hide from myself like I I actually just recently talked about this with Tiff like I went to my I'm pretty sure I went to like a type of conversion therapy when I was younger to try to like not have me be gay I know it's that's a whole separate entity but it was it was just one of those things that like I came from my family is very religious like it wasn't it wasn't accepted. Like my, my two grandmas too, I love them to death. Like they're my mm-hmm. favorite people. And I still 
haven't even talked to them about it because yeah. they are so religious and it's just kind of one of those things where it's better left unsaid like it doesn't they don't need to know who I'm sleeping with you value yeah you value like your relationships the, with yeah. them yeah I get it and, I get it and for me personally just my coming out it wasn't like you said I didn't need to come out it was kind of one right. of those things like I remember this vividly we were freshman year I so I didn't come out until come out yeah. quote unquote to college and we were in a dorm with one of our friends I wonder if she'll watch but <laughs> she's like <laughs> I know girl, are you going to Stonewall's event which is like the gay club on campus and I go oh I'm not I'm not out I'm not <laughs> no I'm you like, literally oh just gosh, I'm, I think I'm you not, said you're not gay <laughs> I'm not gay did I really <laughs> I think you might have, guys. I'm. I remember this moment is in like engraved in my mind because I am sitting in the room. It's, the it's like literally the first week of college, and it's three of us. And so I had just met Carl, and she goes, you know, she's like, "Oh, are you gonna go to the Stonewall?" That she wants to be fair. She wanted to go, so she was kind of like, "Oh, Carl, are you gonna go to Stonewall?" This like LGBTQ. Yeah club it was like and she was being very nice yeah it yeah she was just like malicious. oh like yeah would you but I think in your mind like you were just like oh great here I am already being labeled gay so I'm, I'm like Puff. I'm like oh. like she asked that and I was like oh my god like wait did he tell her that he's gay and like I didn't I wasn't here for it and I, it's just us and then Carl's like um yeah you I, I can't remember what you said exactly but you either said like it's something like I'm not gay or not gay. I yeah 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 one of the two you probably you probably didn't say you're not gay you probably said you weren't out yet um you were probably, yeah you were just like um no and I was like oh my god I gotta I gotta go <laughs> I was like this is so uncomfortable <laughs> and then oh lo and behold but yeah no I I yeah I that kind of assumption I can't imagine what that you know feels like yeah it was I think in that moment I was that was kind of a pivotal turning point because I was like I could either embrace this right or I could be like self keep hiding how you had and keep and hiding like, who I am and we see I follow like so many gay history accounts because I mm-hmm. just think that is so interesting to know about and it's important to know about how like I can walk down the streets of New York City in like short shorts and it be okay. I love it. And that was not always the case. So just learning about history like that is so important. But you see so many gay men, lesbian women, like so many people who are unable to express that identity until Mm -hmm. a later age. And that Mm -hmm. is so psychologically traumatizing. And it's not only because they can't, because they're not coming to terms with it, but it's also situations where people physically can't because they're in jeopardize of their safety. Yeah. Wow. And coming to UMass, this liberal, awesome fucking place, it was kind of the, that situation where I was like, you know what? That was the fucking time. Let's well, I almost, I almost think of that moment as like, you know, when she said that to you and you were kind of like, um, listen, like, you know, who are you to make that judgment of me? But I almost think now looking back on it, we can kind of look at it as kind of a more beautiful moment where you almost Mm -hmm. were able to maybe realize like, oh, like I can be myself here. Like people look at me and they see me for who I really am. And And I've- they're kind. And they're kind, yeah. Yeah. 
And like, there's, yeah, it's just, I, I think that that college, that, that school just, you know, I don't have the words for what it's done for me as, as well. All of us, like Mm -hmm. we've just grown to be who we are now. And like, I, yeah, I can't say enough good about it. And just pulling back to queer type of LGBT, any people listening to this who have yet to come out or are struggling with their identity the words of advice that I could give surely I haven't lived through it all as a gay white man there's still so much for me to learn and do but I can tell you it does get better Mm. if you allow it to Mm. if you allow it to I think acceptance is so important and I think acceptance comes with surrounding yourself with people who actually love and care about you and that I found through like I said my family who is not of blood all of my friends like celebrating loving it's just phenomenal like it really is and like you guys you know I want to just reiterate after you've heard all of that and Carl's upbringing like he has every reason to like fucking be an addict himself, to hate the world, to just be full of negativity and hate. Like if anyone has the fucking evidence and like excuses to be just like a shitty, miserable person, it's someone who's been through shit like you have. And like, you could not be farther from that. And that just like, it gives me motivation and strength. And I hope that those listening now, like, I hope it makes you think because as tough as our own battles are, Mm. and I know it's not always, you know, your feelings are always valid and your perspective and your life is personal to you, but to sometimes be able to kind of like step out and like look at other people's problems, a lot of times we're going to grab our own back, you know? And, and I'm so grateful that like going into this, I was definitely kind of like a little spooked to share all this. Cause yeah. like you said, I hardly even told you one of my right. closest people in my life about all of this side of me, mm-hmm. but I don't say it out of pity in hopes of arising pity out of people. I say it because it's so, so important, especially nowadays with everything going on that we don't jump to conclusions about why people are acting certain ways on certain days because we don't know what people are going through yeah and even the brightest happiest people have their inner demons that they Mm -hmm. struggle with too Mm -hmm. so comparing yourselves to others is just for 2021 that's not that ain't it that ain't it says for a second it is (laughs) keep being you keep striving i meg and i we've talked about this a lot keep striving to better yourself yeah because at the end of the day if you're not who's gonna if you're not who's gonna yeah and the things in life that you know you can't control there's lots of it but you have control over you and how you choose to react and if you're gonna rise up or if you're gonna let shit sink you down because ultimately your happiness should be your priority and it is in your control as often as we want to say it's not and blame other things you know you can step up for yourself it's so true. Mm-hmm. Carla, uh, is there anything else that you want to share? Anything that you feel like we haven't touched on? Uh, so last March, before the pandemic, I got a Gucci belt from my... <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can't believe you're fucking bringing up the Gucci belt. Shut Gucci belt. Shut up my Gucci belt. I had to throw it in here. I didn't formally send cards out to everyone thanking them because, you know, the pandemic hit. Yeah. I got to do that. They got me a Gucci bone. Yeah. So guys, we shout out to Carrie. <laughs> shout out to Carrie. She that organized Carrie. that bitch. She literally, that we had, so we were just, we always rocked the surprise parties in college. I don't know how we oh, all still managed even. to be surprised every time. But, I know. Carrie always did it for us. But I know. Like, what a queen. But basically she put together a go, I think it was a go, it was either a go, I think it was a GoFundMe. Oh my God, it was a GoFundMe because somebody sent me a a picture of it today. Yeah. So, so guys, if you can't already just like tell from Carl, he loves being a bougie ass bitch. Like, you know, he's an apartment in New York York City right now. Feet are gay. Like, of course. Feet are gay. (laughs) I mean that, if that isn't me, what is? Yeah. And he all throughout, I'm talking our four years of college. He talked about the day that he'd be able to buy a Gucci belt. And so for his 22nd birthday, our senior year, Carrie was we organized his surprise party and she put together she organized the surprise party i i was just there to party it up but she organized the surprise <laughs> party next like i was there to grind with carl <laughs> yeah exactly i was i threw in my cash and i hit the grind right. line <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she put oh a gofundme for carl's gucci belt and of course with all the people that and again it just goes to show like everyone was so excited to give like we knew carl's reaction was going to be just like unbelievable oh and gosh, just I the cried. way that he like just sparks and lights up our day it was like Don't the best surprise do ever <laughs> i can't so believe you just asked a serious question and i was like oh i got a gucci <laughs> I could not have asked you. I literally was not expecting that at all. I was like, oh, is there any, you know, deep shit, whatever. You're like, "Mm, I'll show you deep shit. (laughs) God. Your mom's going to, oh my God. Stop, I love that woman. I told her, so guys, on my episode last week, I mentioned, I I didn't even really realize I was saying it when I did, but when I was talking with Athena, I mentioned how I've smoked weed since I've been out in Colorado. (gasps) And so I was like, oh, you smoke? listens shut the fuck up she's just being a bitch (laughs) so i i realized after my episode i was like oh my god my mom always listens first thing on mondays which obviously has been great because i you know people might listen and be like damn like she hears you say all this stuff but it's honestly it's opened up our relationship and allowed me Mm. i like i'm not always great at talking about like doing a podcast like this has helped me to just be able to talk about things that like maybe I wouldn't one-on-one with somebody so for her to kind of hear those things indirectly from me has allowed us to then be able to speak on them otherwise but I called her up I was like hey just want you to know like I wasn't ever hiding it from you at home I just genuinely didn't smoke until I got out here and and now I just kind of like like to chill with some weed it's kind of like my replacement for a glass of, I don't really drink that much anymore like it's just in the evenings <laughs> like I'll just you know do a little kind of yeah instead of a glass of wine on the weekends like yeah so but I know that I like yeah so my mom my mom has heard it all she's she's good (laughs) and I think this is a good thing to talk about too the powerful parent figure and how it's so inspiring to hear of like parents just being there just being there and Loving not only theirs, but those who their children are friends with and love too. And you've had your friends' parents be parents to you. And I think that's. Oh my gosh. And I could name so many names, just like the amount of 
love that parents give off like it's remarkable and Meg I'm just so happy that you have that relationship mm-hmm. with your family I and you. can't stress yeah, it enough of course and it yeah I, I'm I'm so grateful for my family always and of course you know everybody goes through their you can listen yeah. to the episode oh of my gosh. mom and I and we were talking we were laughing about how we were like what we what we bickered about on our road trip out here I but... love that episode that was so <laughs> it's cute. a great one yeah <laughs> so family is family man but the uh-huh. most important takeaway that you stressed is that family isn't just blood and you know mm. that's what makes the world go around is the love that we have for each other we're all human yeah so Carl without further ado I just want to say this is honestly and like I hands down like maybe my favorite episode that I've done I oh my gosh don't you this Meg it is like I just because I love you first of all and second like I knew you just you just you opened up you were vulnerable and everything just like flowed so well Mm. we had fun we laughed we got deep um I think that people are I think the response Mm. from this is going to be really great so Carl thank you I wish I can kiss you to the phone right now oh we can baby (laughs) with lips Oh my gosh. I love you, baby. I hope you get high tonight and celebrate all of your successes. Meg saved a life. She's an icon for this generation among (laughs) us. And you better be on the lookout for all the good things she's going to accomplish. I love you. A gay and a straight. A gay, a, a gay again. and a basic white bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Bitch. We might we might drop our own podcast. Let yeah, us know if you think it's a good it. idea after hearing this. Or if you're terrified mm-hmm. and you're like, guys, no, no, don't ever do no. that again. <laughs> Let us know too. You probably so, will get that response. Get out there. I love you all. Shake your ass. And shake your ass. Guys, touch your ass. <laughs> we will see you next week for our next episode. Thanks so much. Hit me up. Thank you for having me. And let me know what you think.